Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass Or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey and welcome to the HA podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, the host of this podcast, the founder of the HA Society and an HA recovery coach who has walked wherever you currently are. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. I would love it if you could rate and review this podcast, five stars only, to help make this podcast easier for other women with HA to find it. And last thing, nothing from this show should be taken as medical advice. 
please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, today is the last day to join the HA Society for August. So if you've been on the fence, now's the time. Come on in before it closes at five. If you join, you also get free access or whatever you want to call it to a period recovery game planner, which is a really cool planning ebook that you can download and it helps to walk you through your recovery plan and hold you accountable to it. So it's a really cool ebook that has tremendous value. I'm really excited about giving that away to new signups at the moment. So come on in. We also have new community calls. We've been able to, we do two a week and we've also been able to add one into the Australian time zone. That's just like the middle of the night for myself and coach Ashley. So we are excited to be welcoming coach Elise based down in New South Wales. And she's hosting calls in basically the middle of the night for us, the evening for Australia. We have calls in the morning for Australia. We have calls in the afternoon for the UK and Europe and in the evening and the morning for the US. So there's plenty of time. Zones. Oh, and of course, um, in the morning for the UK too. So we're really starting to build up heaps and heaps of options for joining live calls. These are so cool and so important for recovery because, well, seeing other women make progress, hearing other women validate your experiences, getting the opportunity to help other women through struggles that you be, have been through or are currently going through. It's all really important for the healing process. And it's so valuable to have these other women who kind of who know what you're going through because your mom, your partner, they're all great, but they don't fully get it. Like we get it. I feel like that should be our slogan. The HA Society, we get it. And this is also a judgment-free zone, right? So there are people who are still struggling to give up exercise, who are still struggling to get their food intake up where they need it to be. This is a place where you can come if you are struggling with that. It's not a place where there's rules that you can't come and post if you're not ready to do you know, this one specific way of being. We're here to help you get where you're trying to go and give you the tools and the strategies that you need and, of course, the support. So come on in. Super excited. I really hope that you hear this in time. Just go to thehasociety.com and join. And if it's closed by the time you do it, just hop on the waitlist, thehasociety.com forward slash waitlist, and it will reopen again next month. So what you got to lose? Come check it out. And I can't wait to meet you inside of the AJ Society. And today's episode is the audio version of one of our Q&A videos. So I have Q&A videos that go up on YouTube and I've just grabbed the audio so that you don't miss out. So that might be why maybe it there might be some things said where the context in video makes more sense than it does um, in person. But that explains the audio and what's going on here. If you're into the whole YouTube thing, it's a pretty new channel, just started it. So head to youtube.thehasociety.com or go to the link in the show notes and you'll find it and come and subscribe and all that good stuff. Okay, enjoy the show. P.S. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm being super annoying. Uh, this was recorded and came out a few weeks ago before I had the baby. So I'm referencing being pregnant, currently not pregnant, all good, just so you know. Hello. 
being pregnant is super brutal. I'm very, very tired, but I need to make this happen for you guys. The whole second trimester, I was like, let's do it. Pump out all this content. I've got all these podcast episodes and YouTube videos, I think, ready for months through to like September. And now I am very unproductive, but I'm pushing through and I want to be long till I can slow on down. But why not do a bit of a Q&A? So I asked on Instagram for some questions for this next video. Got a few good ones. So let's get started. Realistic ways to reduce stress for uni students. I mean, this is good for just anyone who's super busy, but I do understand that being a uni student seems to be next level. I think that the best thing you can do, you know all the stress reducing techniques, right? People have told you all of the things, meditation, walks. I think that it's good to look into as well your nutrition and how eating well can help support your stress. I think it's important to look into meal timing and making sure you are eating frequently and enough so that your body is feeling less of the stress. I think that it's important to make sure you're sleeping plenty so that your body feels less stressed. Like all of these little things are in your control, whereas your deadlines at uni, college are not in your control. So it's uh, important to be diligent with those things and, you know, take off your plate what you can take off your plate. I found, you know, even for me, I went through a stage where I just wanted to do everything. I tried to do and be everything. I'm going to be the perfect employee or business owner. I'm going to, you know, work every single day and I'm going to train every day because I'm a highly productive female in this world and I'm going to make tons of money and I'm going to be super successful and I'm going to juggle it all and people are going to be like, oh, she's so amazing. And it's just stupid. It's just so stupid. You know what? If you're in a season of life where university is the thing, let that be the thing and give yourself full permission to worry less about the other things that are taking away from you. I think that we're in a society where we put so much stress on ourselves to achieve, achieve, achieve. So that's kind of what I say about that, about that question. Are certain supplements helpful or is that a myth? Mm, both. <laughs> I think definitely most women are deficient in vitamin D. If you're not literally going out for a minimum of like 10 minutes a day, more if you have darker skin with your arms exposed and your face exposed, you know, you probably need to be supplementing with vitamin D. And, you know, a lot of my viewers, listeners are over in Europe and the UK. I know it can be particularly on the UK side of things. People have been inside a lot more of recent and it's generally a little bit more cloudy and gray a lot of the time. So you probably need to supplement with vitamin D, but it doesn't hurt to get tested and figure out if that's actually true for you. Same with some things like for vegans, if you're a vegan, you probably need a B complex. End of story. That's evidence shown it's going to have value for you if you are not eating animal products. And then I personally take desiccated beef liver capsules. It gives me a little bit of the bees that I need. You know, a lot of us are not getting organ meats and organ meats is something that I kind of think we should be supplementing with. If you're not already eating at least a serve of it a week. And you don't need much, but a lot of people don't eat organ meat. So, you know, I think that that's a good one. I do have a YouTube video on all the supplements that I took for my AJ 
somewhere in this channel. So you could look at that. I do explain that they're all, I got tested and they're specific for me, but it's certainly um, a good guide to show what types of things you might end up being deficient in when you get tests. And I do talk about the things that I took, uh, even though I didn't necessarily get prescribed those things. It just, you know, they're valuable. They're valuable to take for overall health, right? Not necessarily just for HA. And what we're trying to achieve here with HA recovery is overall health. So this isn't some like disease specifically that you're trying to treat the exact symptoms for. You're trying to get your whole body to a baseline of health. So whatever that is for you, it could be something different. So it's important to figure out what you specifically need. Quick post-production edit here to add in. Although I don't have a whole lot to give you on supplementation specifically for HA, I do think it's a fun topic to talk about supplementation that is proven for egg quality improvement, right? I mean, right now you've got a bunch of eggs hanging out in your ovaries, waiting to see the light of day. And now is probably a good time to be working on the egg quality, making sure that they're optimized for fertility, especially conception if pregnancy is a goal. And Logically, it just makes sense that they, you know, focusing on egg quality would have a similar effect in general to focusing on HA recovery and giving your body the nutrients it needs to do the job it's trying to do. So some evidence-based supplementation for improving egg quality that you could start to bring in now just because you're essentially working on fertility is CoQ10. This is an antioxidant that actually helps to prevent the body's tissues from aging. It's been proven to be beneficial to the ovary and slow the natural oxidation and just improve the ovarian reserves. Omega-3 fatty acids are also going to be super helpful to you. So obviously DHA and EPA. You'll find this in fish, fish oil, fish roe, cod liver oil, all that good stuff. And this is associated with improved egg quality, embryo morphology, and just generally improved birth outcomes. So vitamin A, retinol, although you might see around the place people saying vitamin A is like not good for pregnancy, uh, synthetic, so synthetic, not natural versions of vitamin A are not ideal for during pregnancy because there is a risk of vitamin A toxicity. However, you're not pregnant right now. So vitamin A, retinol is going to be great. Vitamin A is essential for the development and the growth of your eggs. When you go to ov ovulate, vitamin A helps to improve the quality of that egg and your ovulation. But it's best obtained, honestly, from natural food sources instead of supplementation. So if you can, if you can look to supplement it with whole foods, I would do that. And then there's iodine, which is a problem for so many people. Iodine is essential for fertility and your baby's development in the womb. If you don't have enough iodine, you're up to 46% less likely to actually conceive when the time comes to try and conceive. And if you do get pregnant, iodine is important because your thyroid hormone actually increases by 50% during this time and you need iodine to be able to support that function. So selenium, vitamin E, vitamin C, antioxidants like folate, zinc, all that good stuff, they're all research proven to be beneficial for egg quality. So why not for HA recovery? They're generally just associated with better birth outcomes and higher pregnancy rates. DHEA, this is just associated with improved egg quality, fertilization rates, embryo quality. It's been shown to help women in pregnancy who have poor ovarian reserves. 
So those are just a few I wanted to like pop in and add into this video. Just thought about it in late production. I feel like it could be helpful. The hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing? And these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing, whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body, or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today? So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect and then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery so to get the checklist all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you you can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. Effects of stress on your body. So we had a live event with Holly Dunn in the HA Society and she took us through a presentation literally called The Effects of Stress on Hypothalamic Amenorrhea. It was really, really good. She gets very nerdy in it, super duper nerdy. So if you like that kind of thing, I actually recommend that you join the HA, HA Society, which by the way, today is the last day to do so for this month before it closes. But if you jump in, you can actually get the full hour plus presentation that she gives detailing what's happening in your brain, in your body, how to deal with the stress, nutrition for stress. She's a registered nutritionist. Highly recommend doing that. And I'm, I may or may not, because I need to ask her first, post it as a replay on the HA podcast, but that wouldn't be for a bunch of months from now. So if that's something that you want to learn about ASAP, get on into the society. We have a whole module on it by Holly Dunn. So go and check it out. But in short, the effects of stress on HA, extremely high. Look, you are in stress. So this is such a, a vague question, the effects of stress on HA. How do I want to tackle it? I think I'm going to just say that... We live in a world where we're putting ourselves through a lot more high expectations, physical stress, emotional trauma than we have ever been designed to put ourselves through. And I think that we sometimes forget 
that we're living in a very man-made world. It's not exactly how it probably was intended to be for our human biology. So we sometimes see what we're doing as very normal and other people have even more stress going on and it seems like they can handle it, but that's not true. They're suffering in another way and the stress that you're experiencing now, although you may have a story in your head that it's weird because it's not much, it really is plenty. We are meant to be spending plenty of time resting. Our main focus is meant to be survival in the sense of gathering food, building shelter, and being in the community, contributing to each other, providing a value to each other that's more than just like monetary or people-pleasing in the sense of like you approve of my body and how it looks or you approve of what I'm eating and how I'm doing things and how I'm doing life. So I think that there's this emotional stress component that we do not put enough value on, especially when we consider HA recovery. And we really focus heavily on the eating more and the resting more. But the eating more and the resting more is important because it's all it's all an important balance, right? You can't only be in emotional peace and be underfed and over-exercised. You, you need to hit it from all angles. So obviously being in a caloric deficit, this is a stress because your body is looking for the energy and the nutrients that it needs to perform the bodily functions, everything from brain to toe. Every single part of your body has a, a mechanism, a reason, right? Your, your hair is growing for a reason and it takes energy for your hair to grow, for your nails to grow. It takes energy for your eyes to blink and for them to be staying moisturized and for your skin to stay moisturized and not dry and flake out. And look, all these little tiny things on the outside and the inside, right? Your heart beating, producing red blood cells and white blood cells and platelets and your liver processing all of the things and your stomach and your digestive system processing and processing. It's all really important. So remember that literally the, the physical act of being alive is a stress. And so that is playing a role in your HA and that being in a nutrient deficit is playing a role, right? So it's not just that you're in an energy deficit for all of the reasons that I just addressed, that your body is trying to do these functions and it literally needs fuel. But when you're in a nutrient deficit, it's hard for your body to perform the functions it needs optimally because it's missing all these important vitamins and minerals because you're not, you're either not getting them because you're eating you're not eating any food or you're not getting them because you're very focused on like just doing all in in the way of like junk food and no vegetables and that kind of thing. So stress can look a million quadrillion different ways. You know, quite simply what's happening is this lack of everything from nutrients to energy to rest and relaxation is not providing a message appropriate for your brain to say, because your brain, right, is making all the decisions for how everything's working in your body. And it's saying we're stressed because of the lack of energy coming in. So we need to shut all of these systems down. So it all comes back to stress. I don't know if any of that made sense, but it just like felt good to ramble about it. How to keep trust in the process after six months all in and nothing. Yeah, there are definitely some people where it takes time takes time. I think there's a couple of things here. I want to like key in on the word trusting in the process here. I don't love, love, love the term trust the process because sometimes it means that we 
don't have to zoom out and just take a look at how we're actually approaching the process. We just trust in the process. Say if you came and worked with me, for example, and we went through your whole history or at least what you're doing right now, I would ask a million questions to get to the bottom of like to paint the clearest possible picture of your life right now so that we can see if there's any holes that we can fill, gaps that we can close in your stress, nutrition, lifestyle, relationships, supplementation, all that kind of thing. And typically we always find that there's something. So if you've gone six months all in, but you haven't changed anything to try and get a new result, I actually think that that's where you need to be. I don't necessarily believe in just sitting in it for a whole year without making change, right? And just trusting, oh, I'm doing the right thing. Yes, it can take people that long, but you should be seeing signs of progress along the way cervical mucus, an increase in libido, an improvement in mood, increased self-esteem at some point, you should be seeing weight gain happen. So it depends if your six months, have you seen any weight gain? Have you seen any improvements in these places? Have you looked at your nutrition and said, okay, well, you know, maybe there's a gap here and a gap there that I can fill. I think that it is important to feel like there's some power that you have and that you can, you know, you can control some aspects of it and you're not just hopelessly trusting in this process and feeling that nothing's happening. So I get it, right? All ends the way. And I see that and I see the research and I understand the evidence, but we have to take the particular user into account. So I do see most people who do go all in, who did not start at an extremely low body weight, do see results somewhere between four and six weeks. This is just what I see. And then those who start at a much, much lower body weight, it takes them more time because A, they need to get their body weight back up to where it needs to be in the first place. And then once their body's up to where it needs to be in the first place, it needs to stay there for a little while, building the trust, getting used to it, turning all of the other individual functions on one at a time, sometimes it feels. And these different things can take into account. So I guess my answer to you is, can you objectively look at your situation, where you've come from, how long you've had AJ4, you know, were you on the pill? And then so three months of it was post-pill. Have you been doing some exercise? Have you been avoiding some certain foods and calling it all in? It's really hard for me to tell without knowing you personally, But I do think uh, there's a piece of it that's not necessarily just trusting in the process, but trusting that you have all the tools and information you need to keep moving forward in the process. Now, should you be doing all the things and you're working with a practitioner and you have a plan? Yeah, there's a piece of sitting in the suck that is hard. And I do sometimes think that, you know, six months feels like a year and a year feels like five years. But, you know, you can do anything for six months to 12 months. Like you can do anything for that amount of time and it's going to be worth it. And when you get the result that you're looking for, be it a period, be it improved lab results, be it a baby, it's going to be super worth it. And I think that, you know, in order to get through and sit in the suck and be patient with the process and how long it's taking and all the steps that you need to take, I think there's a lot of going in inside right a lot of inner work you need to do you have gone so long with chasing results on a timeline and being used to there being this like tangible result based on your hard work and now you're being faced with something that's asking you to stop take it easy not worry too much 
relax and rest and just wait for this magical result. So sometimes it's just the headspace we're in, right? Six months feels absolutely ridiculous for someone like us who is used to this kind of gratification from our hard work and doing the grind and putting it in every day and seeing progress and you know, now you're in this situation where you can't do any of that. So it's really emotionally hard. So, you know, can you flip the script a bit? Can you check in on yourself and be like, why is this so hard for me? Why is it so hard for me to, to wait three months, five months, six months, eight months? What's the reality of what that amount of time means? Because time is just a number. This man-made construct that we kind of created to allow us to track the days in a way and it doesn't have to be more than that it doesn't have to have morality behind it so yeah what's so bad about the fact that it's taking six months if you know that you are doing the right things for you um and then i'm gonna do this little bonus question that i got from a q a that i posted to do with chloe hodgkinson but we didn't get to the question but i'm just gonna do the question here is it common to lose appetite later on in recovery i haven't got it my period back yet but my body is giving me all the satiation cues to not eat more so i've been failing to hit 2500 calories or listen to my hunger and fullness and satiation cues yeah yes i think that you know all possible ways that you experience changes in your hunger are totally normal and there's a, a part of it that's like you're probably eating enough and you can trust in that there's a part of it that's also, you know, you need to push past the discomfort. Kind of like the question I just answered before, I don't know enough about you and where your body currently is and your starting point to how long you've really been doing this and all of that's really important context. If you were underweight and you ate a lot and you had plenty of appetite and you got up to a maintenance weight or you put on a few kilos or pounds, you know, potentially your body is feeling a little bit more like where it needs to be energy intake wise and now it wants just some time to reach homeostasis to settle in with this maybe it's looking for um you know some nutrients elsewhere that you could be dialing in seeing where it's at maybe it's stress related and you're still drinking a lot of coffee and waiting a few hours for breakfast and doing some exercise that is potentially just pushing you a little bit further away from the goal. So at this stage, if you don't have your period, I would encourage you to keep pushing as best as you can past those satiation goals. We, we're not super good at judging our own hunger and fullness cues. I trust you that you, that you do feel good in it, but for everyone else, maybe consider pushing through saying, you know, I'm still new to this. I've, I am only just past this period in my life where I've gone all in and I'm trying to get my period back. And so I am going to continue to push past and sit in the discomfort of being a bit full as much as I possibly can just to see if it works, you know, just to see if it works. I think that we get really freaked out when we feel full about eating more. I get it. I honestly fully understand. I do it all the time. Um, so just notice that you're feeling scared. Keep eating more because this is the evidence. This is the evidence to getting our period back is eat more right now. Your hungerfulness cues are probably not a hundred percent reliable. They will be with time. Push past it. Let's get that period back. And then we can look at intuitive eating. Then we can look at 
you know, why you feel so full. And if you're actually just like getting to 2,200, 2,400 calories and just, you know, falling a little bit short of the 2,500, I wouldn't worry too much about that. It's if you're finding yourself getting overly full at like 17, 18, 19, uh, 2,000 calories. At that point, we want to be pushing past this um, and eating more. If you're falling short by just a little bit, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. It's just a nice rounded average number. <laughs> I think, I don't know if any of that made sense. Like I said, guys, absolutely exhausted. Um, so I do apologize if that was all just trash, <laughs> but, but yeah. And with that, I just want to let you guys know that today is the very last day that you can join the HA society. So if you want a community of women who are crushing it at recovery, who totally support each other a hundred percent, there's a dude, there's some girls who have done a London meetup met up in Germany, met up in Australia. It's so cool to see these connections go from online to offline, especially in this new uh, world that we've been living in the past year and a half. I'm so psyched about it. So if you come on in, you get the first two weeks free and then it's month to month. So it's no commitment, right? You can just, you can join, you can cancel anytime. Don't worry about it. I want to make sure that it's the right community for you. And then when you come in, you can chat with me or my co-coach, Ashley, any single time you want. We have community calls in all three time zones now. That's new. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world. We can, there's a call in your time zone where we can get together and connect and we coach through and talk about issues with HA and just feel really connected that you are not alone. And I think that that's, that's why I started the society and the podcast and everything, right? It's really important that you do not feel like the only person going through what you're going through. It's super important that you don't feel unique. <laughs> There's definitely other people. We're all hanging out over in the society. Everyone is extremely supportive because no one will support you like a social media friend. This is just true. And I want, I want this for you. I really love, love, love seeing all these girls get their periods back. So... If you want to see success stories about girls from the society getting their periods back and just learn more about it, head to thehasociety.com. You can start the free trial. You can just learn more about it at the website and we'll see you there. But remember, it closes today. So if you watch this video too late, you're going to have to wait till next month. And I don't know how many more months I'm going to do the free trial for. Maybe again next month, but definitely not the following month. So get on in it. And, and, and I should mention that this month we're giving anyone who signs up is getting a bonus period recovery game planner. So this is a downloadable planner that is going to walk you through creating your own recovery plan and when to take action on the next step. So this is really good for like the, the last question that we got about losing hope in the process. We are big advocates of making a plan and knowing when it's time to revisit the plan, right? So the period game planner is going to, you're going to join the group and you can sit down with this and figure out what your next steps are going to be, like how you're going to assess progress with those next steps and how you're going to make changes when you're 
when you know progress has slowed down so that you can keep moving forward to getting your period and then you'll be able to chat with me i'm always available like your digital coach inside of the society and we can go through your plan make sure you're staying on track literally just talk about your day <laughs> or whatever it is that's that's been hard for you lately and make sure you're moving past those roadblocks so that's it from me guys can't wait to see you there at the hasociety.com please like and subscribe to this channel and i will see you guys next time thank you so much for listening today guys please subscribe to the podcast and if you could head to itunes specifically and leave a rating or review that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with ha who are googling around to find their podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women hey there it's me danny and i want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option so many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100 after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years so TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device. So you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So temp drops accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature this includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs. And then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the temp drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code so just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code af 
HA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.